About 10 years ago, when I was an associate pastor at St. Mary's in Buffalo Grove, I was out golfing, probably it was a Wednesday or Thursday, when I came back to my room, there was a light flashing on the phone that I have a voice message. I listened to the voice message and it was um, somebody with uh, an unusual accent. It happened to be an Australian accident, accent, and he said that he was a relative of my dad and he would like to meet me. Now my dad is uh, dead for over 40 years and uh, so I didn't recognize the name. So I called my mom in Ireland and I asked her, do we have relatives in Australia of my dad's? And she said, no. And I said, do you know this name? She had never heard of it. So I was just about to ignore it completely and she said, wait a minute. I do remember somebody of that name, but people haven't heard from them in a long time. So long story short, this gentleman was visiting his son in, in Chicago. His son was a successful businessman and uh, he found out about me and he was my dad's first cousin and he said he would like to meet me. So I called him back, we had a nice conversation and I said, I'll take you out for lunch. And uh, I said, I will meet you at uh, where he was staying at that hotel. So on my way there, uh, a week later, or a few days later, um, I was driving into the city and I got a sick call. And I had to go to Lutheran General Hospital. A friend of mine needed the last rites. So I called him back and I said to him, um, I'm going to be late. And I said, because I'm going to be over an hour late, I said, would you please come down and wait outside the hotel? And I'll be there by one o'clock. It was probably about 11.30 at this stage. So all of that went fine. I went, gave the last rites. And as I was driving into the city, I said, he was staying at the Sheraton on South Michigan Avenue near the Art Institute. And I said to him, stand outside and I will meet you. But there would be hundreds of people walking up and down. I said, wow, this is going to be difficult. So I didn't want to park in Millennium Park, so I parked on the side of the road. And um, I got out of the car and I looked around and immediately saw this man. I said, that's him. After never seeing him before. And then he looked at me and then we made contact, and it was him. It was fascinating, somebody I'd never seen in my life. There was a mutual recognition between the two of us. And that is what the gospel is about today, that mutual recognition that happens between Jesus and the disciples that he has called. Jesus recognized in John the Baptist something of himself that when he began to proclaim and people were going there to him in great numbers in the desert, he told them to repent, that the Messiah is coming. And then when Jesus is baptized in the River Jordan, John the Baptist recognized something of God in Jesus. When he saw the Spirit descend upon him, he is the Son of God, the Lamb of God, that mutual recognition that was happening between them. It is probably very likely that when Jesus was a disciple of John the Baptist in the desert and Jesus is trying to incorporate 
what it meant to be the Lamb of God in the temptations and trying to define who he was by deciding who he wasn't, that he might have encountered these fishermen. It is probably very likely that there would have been all in the same vicinity looking for God in some way. So that when Jesus begins his ministry, it is two things are very significant. When John was arrested, Jesus then moved from the desert out into the towns and the villages. And he moved not to the centers of learning or the centers of governance. He moved to this village called Capernaum, where he was going to begin his ministry. It was incredibly insignificant. There were towns nearby with marble buildings and beautiful places. But in Capernaum, archaeologists say all they could find is fishing hooks and cheap pottery that had been discarded by the people. But yet Jesus went to, to people like this with a very profound message. He went to them with a message of, of change. Repent. Change your understanding of your life. Change your understanding of God. Because these people were living in, in darkness and under the shadow of death. Life was very difficult for them. And Jesus was trying to communicate to them that, that the darkness and the shadow of death are communicating a message to you. And the message it's communicating to you is that God is absent from your life because of your misfortune. And because of your suffering and trials, they are defining who you are. Uh, fear is defining who you are in every way. So Jesus wanted to change this. He wanted them to know that God is not absent from your life, that the God of Jesus Christ is a God who is present and a God who seeks our good at all times, what we call agape love, a love that is seeking our good all of the time. And this is what Jesus went around preaching and curing people of their diseases and their illnesses, helping them to understand that this God is a God who forgives, who sets free. As John Paul II said, perfect love casts out all fear. So this is what Jesus was beginning to preach. And the disciples in today's gospel would have heard him. So that when Jesus called them to come and follow me, Jesus, they would have recognized something in themselves in Jesus. And Jesus would have recognized something of himself in them. Jesus saw them. It's a very beautiful line. Jesus saw them. And he saw that there was a desire in them to share with Jesus in transforming people's lives, in bringing about the kingdom of God. There was that seeing, which was a deeper seeing than just seeing a physical person. He saw their soul and saw the seeds of discipleship within them. And they saw in him something that their hearts desired, a closeness with God, an experience of perfect love that casts out all fear. A remarkable 
aspect of this whole passage is some of the words that are used. The word that when John was arrested, it, it is translated better in that John was handed over. And that handed over we experience again when Jesus was dying on the cross. He was handed over to be crucified. And then Jesus handed over his life. And he said, into your hands, Lord, I commend my spirit. So discipleship is a call to hand over. And that is what we experience when we receive Holy Communion. The body and blood of Christ is handed over to us so that we in turn can hand over what we have received from God, perfect love that casts out fear, to people who are living in darkness and under the shadow of death. So today's gospel is reminding us very simply, very simply, that at this moment, God is seeing you. Jesus is seeing you. And he's seeing in you the seeds of discipleship. And he's inviting you to be one who comes and follow me so that you may hand over God's love to anyone you meet who is living in darkness and under the shadow of death.